You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Christmas, everybody. No, no idea what Sid talks on about. I think she's been uh, taking. I'm reenacting the... a movie. Um, so yeah, we wanted to open the show with some nice Christmas music and uh, a bit of a Christmas. Christmas that was feel. from the classic Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. I know the words to the movie. I've seen it so many times. And the music was from the classic Love Actually. So uh, which you've been watching since you were a boy. Yes, <laughs> I was brought up on that movie because <laughs> I am on, I'm only 18 years old. Um, so and the movie's only what five. That's a pretty good trick. I think the movie could be like eight years old, couldn't it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's Monday, December the 21st. Uh, it's Merry Christmas time. It's uh, after the show number 49, almost. Dun, 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 dun. At the big 52. 52, I think, should be the... Uh, yeah, we're having a debate. 50, I think, should be a celebration. You say 52, because that's a, a year. year. playing on the on the nose. So, it's and we not, haven't it's missed... It's not a, my show. Do you know what? We have not missed one week for an entire year. That's Correct. pretty good going, right? We've done some late and some early. But, but never missed a week. So I think we uh, need a round of applause. <laughs> so this week we're going to be covering the, the very Christmassy movie. Not very Christmassy movie, really. The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. This was my argument about finding a Christmassy movie. And you go, oh, no, no, no. Prince, Prince Caspian, very, it's very Christmassy. It's got a real Christmas. I, I feel... I, me I, having no idea. I'm thinking, oh, I'll trust him. And I, then I'm watching the movie thinking, there's not has a, bit. a lick of Christmas. This kind of here. movie has a Christmassy vibe for me because it takes me <laughs> back to my childhood... Anyway, we'll get into that during the movie. Uh, so, this is a 2008 movie. This isn't therapy. This is a 2008 movie. This is was released on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday, December the 9th, which is a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's from Disney. Um, we reviewed the Blu-ray edition. Now, we reviewed... There's a bit of a thing here. There's two versions of the Blu-ray disc. There's the two-disc Blu-ray edition and the three-disc Blu-ray edition. We got the three-disc version. The only difference being a digital copy on the third disc. It makes it about $6 more. So, in my opinion, two-disc copy would probably be fine. Yeah, totally. Um, but we always seem to get the ultras duper duper. So we took a look at this movie, and you're going to tell us what it's about. The children from Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe return to Narnia. 
And in this one, it's like you don't know at the beginning how long in advance, how long in the future it is, but it's way later. And um, they have to once again fight for a good cause. They come across Prince Caspian, who's... It's kind of a classic story there. Prince Caspian is the son of the king who's dead, and the brother of the king now has his own son, and wants to, of course, dispatch with Prince Caspian. And Narnia has been suppressed and, and beaten down, and all the cool creatures have been shoved into this forest, and their land and everything's been taken away, and... The Narnians, how they call them. Yeah. The Narnians. Very original, that. But I guess that's what they would be. And, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's as <laughs> usual. So, um, okay, I'll, I'll just say about Please the, feel free. You, you have a better grasp of the story than me. I let know. me say about the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, we didn't, we didn't do the, re- well, we did review um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but only written, so we've never talked about it before. So what I want to say is, it's got a real special place for me because it's one of the first books I ever read, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, a real book. Like, not, not kids, I mean, it is a kids book, but <clears throat> excuse me, a real thick, tomey book. Like, kids today read Harry Potter. It's a similar kind of book, yes. you know? Um, and I read all, I think it was five books. I don't remember the names of them all. I know there was Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn Trader... A man and his horse, or a boy and his horse. A man and his horse. They mentioned. Yeah. In the extras. Boy and his horse. It might have been, but um, there was. There, I think there's five of them all together. Uh, and Prince Caspian was always my favourite <clears throat> of them all because it was everything a little boy could be into. I mean, it's action. Yeah. It's more of an action one than any of the so others. So should we get this out? The question out of the way. How does the movie measure up to your memories of the book? Um. It doesn't actually follow the story totally. It tends to... There's parts where I was like, I don't remember this. Or I I do remember this, but this wasn't exactly how it was. You know what I mean? It was I think the director, with... he seems like he likes to embellish and kind of make the movie its own thing. So that's yeah, why I and I don't blame him for that because... You know, the book is a book that exists. Why copy it exactly? Correct. We agree on that subject. So for me, even though I've got fond memories of the book, it doesn't ruin the movies for me. Now, I think think this one and, you know, going back and talking about Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, both of them are absolutely what I like about this kind of kids movie. You know, it's not a kids movie, is it really? It's like a... Well, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It's really hard to describe. It's got elements of like something as big and grandiose as Lord of the Rings. It's got elements of small fairy tale things. But it's got big battles, but what the, it's kid, got the kid thing is no blood. Exactly, and that doesn't bother me either because I know who it's aimed at. I mean, the, there's a head comes off in one of the scenes, but it's not so graphic. Yeah, it's not at all. You off. even go... Did that, did. Yeah, but then you think, oh, yeah, they really did show that head come off. Hmm. But it's... Everything, like, I don't know, do kids get behind this now? Um, I think so. Do you think kids are, did Austin, was our nephew into it? The first one? Yeah, he read, what about, I believe he read the book. I'm not sure one? about this one, I'll have to ask him. Um, I know English kids will get behind it because it's, I'm sure it's C.S. Lewis Yeah, you have to remember, is, though, you're talking about a generation of kids who have just been in the prime of Harry Potter. Don't you think books like Narnia are my, 
might not be as ingrained anymore. They might get left behind a little bit. Well, and, and if they are, then this is a good reason for these movies to exist because if these if you're a kid and you watch these movies and you want to know more, you know, you end up reading C.S. Lewis books, which are classic children's novels. That's a good thing, right? I mean, it should be encouraged. Now, while I was thinking about this Prince Caspian, I from the beginning of it, when it started, I mean, it's this is a grand tale, isn't it? It's a mm-hmm. big, epic journey. Very. A lot of walking. <laughs> like walking. we said, walking, walking. 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 Um... But I just felt it was great all the way through. I mean, what what was you? What was yeah, you? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I love. I, I don't. I shouldn't say I love them all. But when I, like, okay, this is a good indication of what I think of this movie versus like last week I had wanted. When we were gonna watch that, I'm like, uh, I think I'll go ahead and get dressed, put my shoes on, and put. Like, it gets cold where we watch our movies, right? Because I'm thinking it's more. It's action movie. I'm in the mood to just kind of sit there. A little more. What's this going to do? Listen to me. Listen okay. to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This sounds, this sounds very. <laughs> so very... because I'm like it's action, it's just a flick, you know. It's like I'm going to the theater and you know just not not cozied in at all or anything. It's just I'm going down to watch a movie, you know, like like an action movie. This time I'm like oh, I want to stay in my pajamas. I want to get the blanket and I want to get a pillow and I really want to be comfy, cozy because this is going to be like a tale that takes me into it. Whereas Wanted is just a flick I'm watching. And I don't know how to describe it except for that. So I knew I really had high hopes that it would be one of those movies that I start watching and I'm just sucked into it, really. And I was. Um, and it's like an adventure. I don't so much have the mindset of, oh, I remember when I was a kid and I fantasized this kind of stuff. Because I didn't really. I wasn't that kind of kid. So maybe that's why these movies... I watch it and I just think of the wonder of it. And it's got that edge of real life. Yeah. For kids. You know, uh, kids, really kids like about... have to live through tragedies and death and illness and the world is terrible and you get a lot of that kind of shoved in these kinds of stories that I appreciate. And the edge of the real life in this one is that they're living during World War Two. They're children in London during World War Two, during, you know, yeah. the bombing. A horrible time. In- right, so there's an edge to that childhood, that, that generation of children. And any any time, let's be honest. But a, a story that isn't all fluff and, and wonderful and perfect, I really like that. Because it's a mixture of let your mind let you escape sometimes from reality. Because let's face it, life can be boring and horrible and, and that's painful. what movies are all about. Movies and stories and imagination. And that's why we have imagination to... Think up things like centaurs and minotaurs and mythology, and that's what, you know, that's what I like about it. I mean, I loved getting, and the look of it kept me in it. I was oh, afraid. I'll tell, tell you one thing. It's one It's one of the most visually beautiful looking <laughs> movies. It's um, it's pretty dark a lot, but that's because, Yeah, but that's good too. Um, especially the whole castle siege scene. It, mm, that, that was really good. That, it being dark adds a real good mood to that. I mean, it's like... Sneaking in in the dead of night, you know stuff that you. Yeah, that's my only CGI issue was the the birds with the people that looked a bit dodgy, and occasionally the uh, minotaurs looked, uh, or this yeah minotaurs the half horse half man ones, women man human whatever. I didn't really have a problem it because a bit, the movement wasn't. I quite had the right. um, I. For the movie like this, I as long as it doesn't look absolutely terrible, which it didn't, none of No, it, no, nothing did. I kind of forgive it. Like, well, I think the bird part did, but other than that. See, Except when me, they were landing, that was perfect. And 
you know, Aslan looked really amazing. Oh yeah, especially totally in high, high definition. He's like when he when he's really close up and his little everything like his it, jowls. I mean, yes, it, no, it doesn't look like a real lion because it, it it looks better than a real lion. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. If you had a real lion close up, it wouldn't look as good as that. Is but it was really everything was done really well. I felt that obviously it was a high budget movie. Everything there was nothing scrimped on. In fact, from that opening scene with Prince Caspian escaping the castle, and it's a huge... Yeah. The, the opening scene's like a chase sequence that is epic. Yeah. Immediately. Right off like, the bat. Holy crap, this guy's like... Right off the bat, you're in the period, you're in the time, you're in with loads of costumes and a castle and a horse ride and jumping and a, and a forest and, you know... And then... And I was totally in it Pretty soon, the kids show up. I mean... And we, we did we we explained at the beginning that the kids of, well, let's explain this. The kids are from the real world, and in Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, the first movie, which you can see as well, it's the first movie in this series. They find a wardrobe, go into the wardrobe, it, looking it's, it's, at there's just some musty clothes in there, but they walk in, they go in the wardrobe to see what's in there, and end up coming out the back into a different world, Narnia. Um, now at the I don't want to spoil the first one, but anyway, they end up back in the real world, and a year passes by, and then we took back to Narnia for right. a, um, for a particular reason. Right. Well, we that's not really a spoiler. We we, we took back to Narnia because of Prince Caspian. Yeah, of course. And the <laughs> excuse you, <laughs> you haven't um, even had your dinner yet. And it's a, uh, you know, it's the kids. As soon as the kids arrive, those kids are absolutely perfect. I don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I loved each like, one of them. I think they do a fantastic All of them. And job. I remember them from the first one. And they're identical. You know, they're the same. But then when I saw a clip of the youngest girl, I was like, holy crap, it was only three years ago. But she was a little girl. And now she's like pretty a, grown up. A little young lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's things in three years. It shows you how fast. I think they're absolutely brilliant. And Prince Caspian, too, really good. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled off sort of a Spanish-esque... It was pretty good, because I wasn't actually sure. Accent. I wasn't either. I was like, is he a British guy? At what? one point, the blonde, the oldest boy, the brother, oldest brother, slipped into some kind of Scottish accent for like one second. I don't know if he, I don't know why, but, and then I thought, well, maybe he is. And no, he, but he's he not. Slipped, no, but he's, he's not. He's, he's a like, public school boy, so, so I don't know what that was. It was like it just slipped out. <laughs> Sean Connery was, he was channeling Sean Connery. <laughs> he was channeling Sean Connery. But, no, I think they're all really quality, quality. I hope they do other things. I know they hope they don't get stuck in this kind of thing, you know? So if it was going to, like, say, um, so what kind of age would you think this was? I mean, I'm, like, 40 years old nearly, and... Uh, and I'm 41. I um, appreciate this movie, but because of childhood. So there's a bunch of people. What uh, age kids would you say could start watching this? Any age. Would you drop a three-year-old in front of it? Yes, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because, because it's done in a way... I guess if you're anti-violence at all, there's a lot of battle scenes, there's sword fights, there's a lot of there's a lot of killing in this movie. There is, they're but fighting it, none their of way it is bloody, right? No blood at all, and yet it's the it's the. What is? I think that kid. Yeah, I think a little kid would be. They might get a little bored, to be honest, because there's not a lot of constant fantasy elements in front of them. You I know, feel like going of, on the journey, yeah, younger kids, but yeah. I feel like once you're old, once the kids are old enough to... I think it's seven, eight, nine. It's get behind a movie like this. I think they'll feel like they're on this journey with these kids. But show them the first movie first. Yeah, definitely. So they understand and they get to know them. Or give them the book instead of the movie. That's no I'll give deal. them the book and the movie. 
Now that would be a good DVD. <laughs> like that a the, collector's the, edition with the book included. Yeah. yeah, and the books, you know, were and a piece of C.S. Lewis's hair. I don't think that exists anymore. <laughs> it would it be does all, somewhere. It would be all grey and gross. <laughs> no, Maybe it does. I don't think Disney specialized in that. Kind of thing. <laughs> Giving out, you know, dead parts, <laughs> mummified remains of their <laughs> authors that they have somehow sneaked in and taken over their their goods. Yeah. So. I loved it. I, I had a really and good time, it, and it made me want to watch the first one again. And I think it's a really good follow-up to the first one, because what has been established is is uh, definitely capitalized on. Because um, you don't need... Well, you know, if I'm, I was just thinking, perhaps I haven't seen the first one, and I'll come in to watch this. Might not make... It doesn't make total sense. No, you had to see the first one. It and doesn't I was make a ton of sense at the beginning. On the negative side, because we're kind of like kissing up the ass of this movie here. On the negative side, in the first one, there is a moment when I felt the the importance of what they of why they were brought to Narnia, what they were doing, their place in the world, that it, it was truly a world in peril and they had to be there to save it and all this kind of stuff. This one never had that for me. I never felt like I was truly understanding 100% why the, what are they called? The Tureens or the Tourettes? What are they called? The humans. The humans who had come in. I don't have enough of a history in my mind. I don't have it planned. I don't see it in my mind what they've done that's so horrible because we don't see that. They don't show you well, the what, suffering yeah, or the struggling. That, well, that, all, they, all you see is that all of these creatures live in the forest. But well, what they have done is is like made the creatures second-class citizens basically on penalty of death just for existing. Yeah, like, but we don't see that. We don't no, see we don't see that. it, but it's hurt. It's mentioned. Barely. That's what I'm saying. I want to see some instance of... Like in, in... Okay, this is kind of a far out there reach, but in Ella Enchanted, you know, when she... When she is discovering how the giants are being treated badly and right. the little people, the elves are being treated badly, and then you start getting a sense, you act, I mean, I know that's a corny example, but it's the perfect example. Because then, then you realize, oh, they are being oppressed and whatnot, and it's just a fluffy movie, and yet in this one, I missed that. I didn't see, other than the fact they live in the forest, and then I thought, where else would half human, half horses live? Well, they're not going to live in the they, city. They used to live everywhere. Yeah, but. But they live in a big giant forest, so I was missing somewhere in the filmmaking process. I, that part of the story wasn't drilled into me enough. You know, the bad guy is a bad guy, the king guy or the brother of the king, um, because he's willing to kill his nephew and he's kind of ruthless, etc. But it's never pulled off enough for me to feel that like that welling up at some point, like, yes, they've got to save this world, you know? And maybe that's just my old ver- jadedness. But I did feel it in the, the first The book explains it more. Yeah, exactly. But I think, like... I would like to have seen examples of, like, enslaved senators or... Um, you know how they've... In the first one, the trees did their own thing and they could dance and move, and in this one, they've just how, gone asleep. How they basically did it in this one was just, like, we get to the forest and then all the people who have been moved out to the forest because they're going to be killed by these men, they all are kind of cowering and, like, kind of, you know, show themselves, like, normally we have to hide behind everything. And uh, So when they do come come out, when they first meet Caspian, it's, they're kind of, they're downtrodden, hesitant. aren't they? Yeah, they're but hesitant. I don't see that. I only see them appear, and that's it. So that was that's one downfall of the story for me, and for the movies. I would like to have seen a little more 
it would have pumped up a little more of in my mind the urgency for these four kids to have come back to help Prince Caspian to change the kingdom so that Narnians could live free and all that stuff. You know, I get it in my mind, but I didn't see it. Right. So that's one thing I was kind of. That, that's more of a grown up. For me, up there's not a lot of things. Because you have in your mind, probably from the book, what the reality stuff. was. I yeah. have none of that. I just have what I see. And that's why I said earlier that I appreciate the movie in a different way because it doesn't cover the book exactly and it also has things in it that are not in the book but make sense for today, like uh, more of a, you know, how they portray the kids. It's yeah. a little bit different to what it is in the books um, because, you know, the girl wants to be a cool archer chick. She, she's she got... A, she, it's not made a focus of in the book tons. I mean, she does have... But she's not, like, Legolas. Right. You know, in this one, she's... She's pretty good Badass, shot. yeah. You know. <laughs> and, like they say, in the first uh, movie, she is given a unlimited supply of... Uh, a quiver that produces arrows From Santa Claus. Indefinitely, from Santa Claus. Yeah, this sounds like it's, this movie's banana. When you say it like that, it just sounds silly. <laughs> But yeah, so that's why that's why the first movie is to do, deals with Christmas. This must be why people, when I get into a discussion about a movie or something, they some people just look at you like, that's just stupid. That's not <laughs> even reality. Why would you care about stupid movies? Well, what's the alternative? Does it watch you watch CSI every day? Every day? I like movies because you get that weirdness and you're, you still buy into it. That's what I love about this movie and movies like it. You totally go there in your mind. Like, yeah, I, mean, I believe there are giant birds that can carry people while they shoot arrows, and and I've always wanted to see a centaur. There's and a definitely mentor. spectacle in this movie, isn't it? And totally. I'm, I'm thinking, not going to spoil it, but the uh, river. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, really good. That was that. Good. I thought it was really good. And kind of like a. Ooh, I knew yeah. that was coming. And um, when it came, I had a. Do you know when you have a picture in your head from the book because you make your own picture? Yes. I was thinking, my imagination mustn't be that good because <laughs> my version of it wasn't very good. And when it came on, I was like, "Holy crap! That's how it should have been." What was wrong with my head? I didn't. I didn't. I can have any. I can make it look like anything. And my version is really bad. <laughs> like a stick figure? No, it's not even that. It's just like a crayon drawing. It's just bad. It's just not as elaborate as that. You know. Yeah, that's the kind of guy you are, and I'm <laughs> opposite. I'm the flourish in my mind every possible thing, and you're a. You're right. I've got to see it, like see the thing itself. It's hard for you to imagine. So I, I you know, overall this movie and it's long movie too. It's about uh, two and a half hours. It took a lot of pee breaks. <laughs> yeah, it's longer than your average movie. Um, it didn't feel long to me, really. No, no, no. I liked it. Um, I liked the length. Little kids might find it hard. I think to little kids would get a little bored with parts of it, sure, but but there is enough. This action scenes that go on for twenty minutes, so you know those. Those are fun. It also gives you an opportunity if you if a kid's looking at a minotaur and a centaur, which is like the bull. To explain all that. Yeah, stuff. explain what that is and where that comes from. I've always wanted to see a minotaur, like, you know what I mean? Don't like, they have, have them in the zoo? <laughs> Not our zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Narnian zoo. Um, so, I really hope they make a third one. I, I, in fact, I hope that they make them all. To be honest, because it's to me, it's as viable a thing as Harry Potter. It's or as viable. C.S. Lewis is turning in his grave. Of course, it's as. What viable. I mean, what I mean is, this is obviously a second fiddle to like in box office terms. Harry Potter's a smash success. This one isn't as much. Yeah, but think of the the impact on literature 
of C.S. Lewis versus oh, yeah, What's cool. Her Face. Uh, more, so. Yeah, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why is, why, that's what I was getting at earlier. Why do you think that kids don't pick up on this one as much? Is it a bit old-fashioned? But there again, Harry Potter's totally old-fashioned. Same as Golden Compass, because I really love the Golden Compass. Yeah, I that thought was it was good. excellent, excellent. And in a similar vein, a similar kind yeah, of movie. Very. A really similar kind of movie, in Yeah, fact. where you've got somebody... Yeah. And they're um, all the same. All movies and stories are the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Let's face it. These kind of Last movies. Last week, Wanted and this, they're very similar. <laughs> yeah, I never thought we would compare something like Wanted to <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. And, uh, but, because there is no comparison. Well, there's people and there's conflict and there's resolution. That's that's a story. That's yeah. it. But, um... I give it, I give it uh, two toes up. I won't copyright someone's I would uh, <laughs> I, I think I was just trying to think oh do I like the Lion, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe or do I like Prince Caspian I don't I see them as one big thing again me and too. they really do fit together really Same well as Lord you of the could Rings just sit and me. watch them yes yeah, you could definitely sit and watch them back to back Matrix all one movie Lord Kid, of the Rings all one movie you know movie. these kids do grow up quite a bit within the space of one year in the movie yeah <laughs> But you could you could uh, you could equate that to like this. We- it's a weird time thing anyway that they're flitting back and forth through. So. Nah, I think you could you could say a girl would grow that bit. Yeah, of course. in one year. Yeah, of course. Three kids years in real life in one year. Yeah. I mean, the real actress kid. It took her three years to grow that much. Yeah, but in, she, in, the movie, in she reality, you could grow that much when you're that age. So I can buy it. Yeah, well, for me, I was like, uh, okay, this must be particularly uh, the young boy. When it came on, I was like, okay, so this is five years later. And then when they said one year, I was like, oh, okay, I'll buy one year, but there's not one year, because you are, you are, and the girl, the, the, wo- uh, the older girl, she's a young, like, like a woman now. Yeah, she is. So she's not a kid anymore. She's like. I think you forget about puberty. You grow a lot. Oh, she's like a Very girl. Like, like, uh, that's what I was thinking. The girl in Harry Potter, Hermione. Yeah. She, in the new Harry Potter that's going to come out, she's like a. She's in Maxim magazine in skimpy bikinis and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she is right. like, she's Grown she's up. not a kid, is she now? What I'm saying is, is, there's a like our nephew. Yeah, I'm saying in one not, year he's grown that much. Our nephew is not looking forward to the new Harry Potter because he thought the last Harry Potter they were already too old to be in. In fact, the first three were fine, and after that they got too old. They're too old. They're, they're, and they're, he's getting older too. So they're adults in in a kid. They're adults pretending to be kids, which they are, because Daniel Radcliffe's not a kid. No, he's probably twenty. He's a grown naked man. Yep, he's in a, in the West End, a naked West End <laughs> show. Um, so yeah, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, it's thumbs up or whatever you call it for thumbs me. Thumbs up your ass. Yep, thumbs up my no. Ollie, this, ollie, this is a kid show. Tits in the trolley. This is a kid show. Well, kids might be listening <laughs> to this, uh, wanting to know about Prince Caspian. We can't say that. I just did. Now you made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I highly recommend it, but probably because I'm absolutely biased towards it because I read the books when I was a kid and I really liked Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie a couple of years ago. And I'm the opposite. I've never read or know anything about it, and yet I love it. So, but I do recommend watching the first one and this one. Yeah, together I do too. And they're both available on Blu-ray disc, as the disc told us more than once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's move on to our... Well, well, before we do the cast, as usual, we'll do our recommendations there in the middle. Why do you always do that? Because we've put it on there, so just read it in that order. You always say that, but why not just do it that way? <laughs> Like anyone else remembers of any other order. 
Well, they might. Just follow the outline. We have people who listen to the show. <laughs> then why don't we move it around again till it makes you happy? Let's move it around then. <laughs> I think we should move it after everything. So, yeah, we'll do that next Two weeks ago, you said you wanted the recommendations right up front. No, let's do it after everything now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, we'll dear. just go on to the cast. Uh, ben Barnes as Prince Caspian. Um, it was good. He, He's a bit stilted at times. Yeah, I thought he was all right. And he, he, you know, he's a handsome guy. He was... He did a lot of this, like, pouty at the camera. Yeah, well, he was supposed to be sexy, wasn't he? Or, or, like, heroic and handsome and all the girls would get behind him. He did that job well. He had a funny accent, like you said, sometimes. Yeah. But there again, I didn't think he was an English guy until I saw him in the extras. So that must have worked for me. Um, I've never seen him before. No, I have not. Unless I've seen him something when I was a kid and I don't know. And then, you know, there's the four Pevensey children, which we've said which earlier. Perfect. This. There's Georgie, Henley, Skander Keynes, William Mosley and Anna Popplewell. All really perfect, I think. I can't think... You know, they're very British. They're very good at playing those kids, which are kids from the 40s, which is... They play it with that... You think... It, yeah, I really do, that innocence about them. Um, it's not like mm-hmm. modern kids. It's not... They're not kids... Oh, true, true. I know what you it's mean. It's got yeah. that old-fashioned no old innocence fact, to them. Yeah, yeah. That's it, isn't it? Um, and then there's... I added a few people there. Warwick Davis, who was the little person actor who played Wicket the Ewok in... Well, he played a lot of things, but I always remember Wicket the Ewok in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Um, Not that you would know that's him. I totally knew as soon as I saw him. No, I, I mean, you would know that if you watched Star Wars. Oh, he's in full makeup. Yeah, I mean, but full he's costume. also in, um, what were the other Willow? ones? Willow. Willow. You would know him if you'd seen Willow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I immediately recognized. I was like, oh, that's not Warwick Davis. He's very, very recognizable. Yeah. Um, he was really good in this because that, I was going to say that little guy. Oh. <sighs> That little guy. That's very patronizing, isn't it? <laughs> he said that. Uh, yeah. The other guy said that in yeah. the movie, which was really funny. So, yeah. Because she called him a dear, a dear little friend and he stopped. He's like, that's not at all patronizing. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, Warwick Davis plays this part really well and uh, we'll mention something about him in he's the extras. In, yeah, he's in Willow. Um, then there's Liam Neeson as the voice of Aslan uh, from the I'm first I'm just glad one. he did it because I didn't want to yeah, somebody else's and voice. Because it's a so distinctive, that voice. And if another voice came out of him, it wouldn't have really... At first, when uh, at one point when she first talks to him, I thought it was um, Patrick... What's his name from Star Trek? Baldy guy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the Professor X. And I thought, oh, they didn't change out. And then they didn't. I just wasn't listening very close. Then we've got uh, Eddie is talking of the voices. We've got Eddie Izzard, who's a British comedian, who I always thought was I find really funny. He was uh, the protagonist in My, My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Um, that's probably where you, most Americans would know him from. Oh, I didn't even recognize him at all. You would if you went back and saw that. You'd be like, yeah. no, I mean, when I saw the extras, I did, but his voice, no, I no, tried the whole I, time. I re- immediately was like, oh yeah, there's Eddie Izzard. Uh, anyway, he plays Reaper Cheap. The voice of. Reaper and funny Cheap. thing is, uh, this is a bit of weird. Warwick Davis, who plays Nickerbrick, played Reaper Cheap in the TV version of Prince Caspian in back in the eighties. So there's there's the weird yeah link crossover. Um, Tilda Swinton plays the White Witch briefly. But that was a good. That was a good part. I really liked that sequence. That was creepy and good. Yeah, I that know. bird person was oh creepy, and I'm, the werewolf I, guy. Yeah, he, they I, were like they were like the personification of evil and 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 death and I, stuff, and they're coming to bring. And back during the that scene, White Witch, even in the book, 
when that part is happening, in your mind you're like, this story is just about to take a whole... I'm not going to spoil things, but even when I was reading the book, this story is going to... Oh, yeah, and, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's going to... Um, then there's Peter Dinklage was the last who plays Trumpkin, who is the little person who is in the How station. How about if we just don't say that? How about if we say he's the actor who was in? He's the he's the actor. Now I, you've already said it. I, and I also did this. <laughs> yeah, but we shouldn't. I mean, that's like saying, you know, let's just drop that part. He's the actor performer who was in. He's also station a little agent. person. But I mean, if you. It's it's easier to like it. I know it's easier, but it's also like who cares about that part? He's just cool. I do. Uh, okay. Anyway, he's in the station agent. Which would is... you say Lawrence Fishburne is that black guy from that movie? Yes. No, no, you wouldn't because that's rude. That's me. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Peter English plays Trumpkin. It's, it's another good. Uh... And he's from Station Agent. If you didn't hear me, I just said that three times. So I think they probably did. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's uh, he plays Trunkin and he, and that's a, another good role. Cause he does he, a good, yeah, that's he, good. The makeup on him is like uh, amazing. The whole time you're looking at him like, oh, how much that must be torture. It took me, it took that. me about halfway through the movie to realize who he was too. Oh, I didn't realize at all. And, it, and it suddenly clicked. I was like, oh yeah, because I kept looking at his eyes, thinking, I know him. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? And because then, you can only really see his eyes and yeah. his makeup, his face, and then is totally it just clicked, up. and I went. Holy crap, it's that guy. But I didn't say anything until the end, because I didn't want to. So, yeah, um, that is everybody. Uh, plus, the director is the same director from the first movie, Andrew Adamson. He also directed Shrek and Shrek 2. Um, I, I think he's really good. I think it, I think it comes across when you see he's very into what he's doing. Yeah, he's not the cookie-cutter kind of... You know, when you say sometimes you mm-hmm. get these Disney movie cookie-cutter directors... He's not. He's actually behind what he's doing. Like. I think so, yeah. Um, and he looks like he can control the, the set right. very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kids. Yeah. And I recall a conversation I was having with someone, I might be married to him, just the other day saying, you know, the director doesn't really matter. Not really. Not in the making of a movie. That's he- what you said. You said they don't really matter. It doesn't really matter who they are, or they don't really have that much to do with the whole operation. What? Of course they do. On what? I don't know. You said that the other day. Yes, you did. We were talking about it, and you said the director doesn't. I think really you got know. me wrong. I think I probably meant something else. If you're talking about <laughs> Kevin Smith, maybe. Maybe I didn't actually mean what you just said. So no, because <laughs> obviously the director matters. Because like something like The Godfather, if that was directed by a Cookie Cutter, guy, that's why I was so astonished by yeah. what you said. No, because I that, was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not what he meant. No. So um, we got the three disc Blu-ray um, edition, which, um, as usual with Disney um, DVDs, is presented really well because they seem to seem to um it's a slip casey thing is not it's one of these i'm not i'm not so into the trend of this this double thickness blu-ray case why because it takes up more space on yeah, your but it's shelf it's got two discs in it three. it's got three discs in it but i've also got um i've also got discs that uh fit three discs into one single one with one of these little um fold out trays so Making, we can build more shelves. I know, but what I'm saying is, um, when we when Blu-ray disc cases came about, one of the features I really liked about them was they were slim. So you know, this is thicker than a DVD case. But anyway, that's that's just packaging. And let's just let me just stop here real quick and say, <clears throat> we had special shelves built for our DVD collection. Uh, I think we've estimated they'll hold I don't know a couple thousand. 
No, about And in the time that we've had regular DVD and HD DVDs, you've had them all in alphabetical order, nicely lined up, everything's perfect and straight, they, they fit in the shelf perfectly, depth and height. And when Blu-ray came around, I bet it tortures you because you think, I'm not putting those little short boxes up on those little top boxes. So we have one shelf at the bottom where all the Blu-rays are. Yeah, not, they're all not in alphabetical. Yeah, they're not mixed in with the others because the shelf, it wouldn't look nice and tidy. Because well, it would be like long, 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 short. It's actually not that. It's a DVD high definition. I have two oh, sections. Oh, right. I thought it was, you have to admit though, aesthetically, you wouldn't like to have your no, shelf. No, probably like, not. <laughs> But I do like to have H- all my high-definition stuff in one place so I can, you know... So you can what? They're in alphabetical order. Well, I like I like high-definition movies. Plus, they're all Normal blue, movies. so they all match. Make a nice, long blue line, except for the Hulk. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, so, anyway, it's a nice... Disney, I think they go to town, spend money on... Obviously, they've, got, they've probably got some money to spend. But um, we get good packaging from them. Uh, so, this is the three-disc edition... Disc 3 being the what Disney likes to refer to as the Disney file digital copy, which is not a DVD like it was in the Platinum Edition series that they put out, which was great, in my opinion. This is just one that you can copy to your iPod or your laptop. Fine. Don't care. Shouldn't cost more. No, it shouldn't. But Get rid I- of this stupid slipcover and give me that disc for free. Shouldn't cost more. But, very nice that they give you the option to buy the two-disc one cheaper. It isn't being nice. They're still... No, I mean, some companies give you no option. There's this one and nothing. So, uh, this would be $40, I think. $39.99. You're kidding. No. My word. I mean, you'll get it cheaper online, of course. Like, $10 off that, probably. But It should be $12. We know your, uh, we know <laughs> your thing on price. Yeah, I'm not giving up, either. I'm not going to get brainwashed into thinking that it's worth it, because uh, it's not. Okay, so, first off, we got disc one. And these... This extras are exclusive to Blu-ray. You're not going to get these on the DVD. And you've got the Circle Vision Interactive creating the Castle Raid. Now, do you want to explain what that is? That is uh, just sort of a tricky way of getting you into little behind-the-scenes bits and pieces. You go in, they explain how they have these cameras that are 360 degrees. So when you go into it and you pick one of these areas you want to look at, an extra, it takes you into this 3D world where as you spin your controller or your remote back and forth, you're going in a circle, and there are little floating logos and little videos around. You can click on some of them, and it gives you like a pop-up fact about the making of the movie. You click on another one, and it's a full-blown like video documentary thing about that element, either about building a bridge. It's or pretty in-depth. Yeah, look, they were yeah. long, and... And that's it, really. I mean, you get some... um, Some of them are like an audio commentary on a particular scene. So you pick that, then the scene starts, and you get the audio commentary by the different people, the sound guy or the audio-visual effects guy, and then it'll come back out. And when that scene's over, it comes back to this, you know, so you don't have to watch the whole movie to... And I wanted to say, if you're an internet junkie and you've done the internet for the last ten years, you probably have done something called QuickTime VR at some point. It's actually pretty much that. So uh, you didn't know what it was, but... I mean, I know what it is because real estate, you can look in it. Yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's stitched together pictures. When you look at houses online, yeah. uh, they'll have like this 3D thing where you do like a tour of the house and you, you're standing in one place basically spinning around. So not but sell- that really isn't a feature of this feature. I was going to say, not selling this feature short because it's actually quite a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of little things you can check out when you're in there. And then the other Disney exclusive is the Blu-ray Live feature. Now, I just want to say that Disney's iteration of blu-ray live let's let's say is actually pretty slick i think and 
quite... I'm, I mean, right now, when we just tried it, a lot of it was not there yet. It kept saying, this is coming soon, this is coming soon, this is coming soon. But to me, it looks like somewhere where that could be... I don't know, it'd take a creative mind to get it all working properly and interesting enough to use. Okay. But I feel that Disney are on the right track with it. Especially my, my question is, why? Why bother to have all this extra stuff to spend so much time just sitting there at your DVD player looking at this stuff when you can... Why, though? Why make it all interactive? Why have a chat with a friend while you're watching a movie? Why have well, things where you can send a picture from the movie to someone? It doesn't make any some sense of the stu- me. Some of the stuff is, like I just said, like I said to you, now there's a feature on here where you can... So this is the scenario. So say me and you own Prince Caspian on Blu-ray disc. And our nephew owns Prince Caspian on Blu-ray disc. Me and you can sit in front of my computer. This is quite convoluted, but... And he has high-speed internet. No, it just doesn't. I know, but he has to have that as well. He has to have the internet as well. Yeah. So, this is the scenario. Me and you can sit in front of our computer with the webcam, record a little video of us both, and saying something, and then save it to our hard disk. Then pop this disk in, Find a po- go to this section, find a portion of the movie that we like, and then put us in the corner of the movie, our little video, embedded into it, and then send it to him, and he logs in through his... He puts the movie in, he gets a message, and then he watches his auntie and uncle talking in the corner of the movie. Now, the hoops that you have to jump through for that to happen are just... Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous, when we can just sit here and do it and I mean, it's down. completely a cool idea to me... But who is going to do it? I mean, I like cool things, but I can't even be bothered. Yeah, and I said today I'm feeling in a particularly cynical mood, and I just think that's all bullshit. But anyway... Pardon my language, but seriously, think about it. But Blu-ray Live in general, I feel that a lot of the other companies haven't used it for anything, really, apart from showing you a trailer or um, an extra that they left off the disc on purpose just so they could... Interviews. So they could say, oh, we have a BD Live feature. I do feel Disney... With the quiz especially, because there is a quiz on here. Oh, yeah. That runs in real time, and your your any of your friends also are on BD Live. You can compete against them, or you can compete against strangers. We happened to choose a public game and got nobody, just ourselves, right? And you won. You were player number one out of one, and you won. Now, excellent. this leads me to believe that not many people are using the BD Live network, because we searched for a public game and actually got to play on our own. Because... You know, A, there's a lot of players out there that don't support it. But that means, at that moment in time, that people have to have that disc in, their Blu-ray player, at that moment, watching that... And choosing that, that particular <laughs> quiz. Do they... That's what I'm talking about. It's so impractical and such a... How about this? I want the movie and the extras. I don't even care about the Blu-ray live, any of that. It doesn't make any sense. See, and I do, but I want... The companies to use it for something other than what they've used it for now. I would like. Um, how about? I would actually really like this live video chat with the director of the movie. I mean, yes, like let, let's say this movie comes out, the director agrees to do it once a month for the first twelve months. You can log in. See him, ask him questions on the pad. Why can't they just do that on the internet, though? That's my well, question. 
Yeah, and and also put that up on the internet, but you have to have bought this to access it. So you know, so not everybody. Exactly. So it's a trick to make you buy. I just think everything that's on B Day B Day Live, it's a way. It is just another trinket that they're wasting their resources on when they could put them to better use. No, I I, I know what you think, but I think that it, it <laughs> has got a. You more than know what I think. It's got a valid use. Somebody needs to step up, and I think Disney are the ones who are. The ones who will, because I think it has a valid use. The quiz, especially, because the quiz is fun. You like trivia quizzes, right? I didn't find it fun. It was a little too slow, and it wasn't slow. It was really slow. You answered the question. They have to wait like thirty seconds for whatever to happen. And no, then... there was a. You answer the question. There's a timer ticking down, which is how many points you're going to get for answering the question. If they answer the question immediately, you can get ten thousand points. If you wait. And then you waited about, and waited. Yeah, well, the timer has to tick next. out. Because it also has to... There could be five other people playing Correct. anywhere else in the world. So everybody has to, uh, you know... That's what I mean. And for me, it's just not... It wouldn't be worth I it. I thought it worked really well. It played over the movie. And the scene... It chooses the scene from the movie that the questions are about. Um, that's the direction that should be taken. Not making a movie mail, sending a yeah, greeting no. to somebody. That doesn't really... Because why that doesn't really work is you have to have a computer in the mix. If you've just got a Blu-ray yeah. player, why would you have a computer? Mention about that. You wanted to sign up for BD. BD. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we've never used uh, Disney's BD Live. It's not BD Live. I don't know what I'm like. B- it's BD because I think it's like in the toilet. BD is what bidet. you wash your ass with, right? <laughs> yes. An ass it's washer. a subliminal thing in my mind. So we've never used Disney's BD Live. We've used all the other companies' versions of them. So we have no cookie on our PlayStation, I guess, that lets us log in. So I had to. First off, you have to go and make the account. It, there, the there's no capability to make the account on the Blu-ray player, which is weird because last week's Warner Brothers The Dark Knight, or the week before, we actually made the account right on the PlayStation and finally logged in and it worked. This one, you, it'll tell you, if you want to make an account, please go to your computer, make one, then check your email, then come back. So I went and did that because we did need to experiment. Yep. And I made my account with the username Ascully. Um... A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. That's my username on everything online. I have a website, acecully.com. What's wrong with you that? You own that? You hey. own acecully.com? So I make the username acecully. We log in as acecully with the password. We won't tell you the password, but we log in with the password. <laughs> and then it says, welcome guest 539... Nope. 64,532. Yeah, just a big long number. And I'm like, why doesn't it say acecully up there? I want it to say acecully. And then we read and it says... Uh, if you've submitted a username, it has to be vetted by us to make sure it's not inappropriate. And then you'll get an email and then it'll work. So I was like, oh, well, next time we log in, we'll be able to be a scully. So I comes after we've finished the movie, I come upstairs, I check my email, and it <laughs> says, BD Live team have deemed your name not suitable uh, because of, what was it? Inappropriate. Uh, inappropriate. Offen- something. Offensive, inappropriate, copyright infringement, something. I'm like... No, it's a, it's a scully. What's wrong with that? Like, does it sound like? Well, so? I know why. If it picks up the scully part, of course that's but copyright. If, if I can't have that, what can I have? Huh? So anyway, I can't have that. So I tried a different name, and we'll see if. Let me just check. You just you just put a scully one, didn't you? <laughs> no, I put a scully. Com. I guess you could put something like microphone or chair. 
something that... But I want to be called Ace Scully. <laughs> if, it, if in the future it comes down to like, oh, this this BD Live Network's cool, we can play cool games on here and compete for points with against people or something, like Xbox Live. I don't want to be called Chair on Xbox Live. <laughs> I'm Ace Scully on there, right? So <laughs> Or guest... Guess, yeah. 64,000. I think I'll keep the, the number. <laughs> but anyway, that's just something, so, you know. It's another thing that I just, I'm, maybe I'm becoming an old woman. I think that a movie on a DVD is just that. I want some extras in the movie and I don't give a shit about anything else. I don't care about signing up for stuff. I don't want to have more advertisements shoved in my face. I don't need to go online to look at more stuff. Put it on the disc. It's a DVD, for God's sake. It's actually a Blu-ray disc. It's a Blu-ray That's That even furthers my point. It's big enough to put all this stuff on. Why are you trying to pull me in to buying more of your crap and keeping me in your world longer than I need to be? I okay, don't need can to we, be. Can we just say something positive here on this Blu-ray? Um, when we did dig in there and we messed about with the quiz and we'd looked at the stuff, when we did find <clears throat> the actual extras section for this movie... Mm. It was seamless. Um, we d- we chose one of the special extras that is not on the disc, it's actually on the server. We chose it. It was quite a big file because it was in high definition. 125 It gigabytes. immediately, about two seconds pause, then started playing, and then it was continuous and never stuttered or anything. We just watched it. However... Right now, those are zero Disney points, remember. And in the future, what does that mean? When I put on my disc and now, you have an extra... I just said that. Each... Ten uh, points? Each disc. But what now, I mean is, those extras were zero points, right? So in the future, am I going to have to pay to see these extras? You know, you're going to pay these Disney points, which, interestingly enough... You get a little pamphlet in your DVD box. That... It's not on this one. Is it different from the D- Disney points that you save otherwise? Okay, yes it is. Yes it is. This... There's Disney, there's Disney movie rewards, <clears throat> which come with most Disney DVDs, and we've been collecting them for some time, and have about eight thousand points, almost enough to buy a high definition TV. Actually. Fabulous. Um, with Mickey Mouse ears. No, like a re- <laughs> like a real high definition TV. We could buy three of those Disney Mickey Mouse ear TVs right now, but that's. But we've been collecting them for a long time. Now, these new Blu-ray re- movie reward points are a different thing that are just exchangeable for. New avatars and wallpapers and... Virtual nothing. Virtual nothing. So, I haven't quite figured out how you get them, but at the moment it seemed like it wasn't active. It was just like, everything's free, help yourself for the time being, so... So you have to go, there's a list of little extras, and you pick, you choose one, and then it says this is this many megabytes, and it'll take, you know, and then it starts the... So that's that's enough BD Live Talk. It works, it's a nice interface... It's actually a lot slicker than everybody else has done it. It's even got music while you log in and stuff. It's True. pretty slick. Um, and that's why I feel that Disney are probably going to do something with it, but they haven't just yet. Um, moving on to... Uh, oh, on the, also on the first disc, there's an audio commentary with Andrew Adamson and the actors. Disc two, you've got the bloopers of Narnia. <laughs> that's about two minutes. It's... People goofing up. Check the gate. People falling down. Nobody says check the gate. I was disappointed. No, that was on the first one. There's deleted scenes. Which what? didn't... Wouldn't... I mean, they wouldn't... No, they were, really they were removed for a reason. And yeah. even the, direct, the director introduces each scene. And basically what he says every time is, this didn't really work. Oh, this was too long. Oh, we just needed to get to the action. So basically it's boring scenes. Yeah. Right? And they were, kind of. <laughs> um... Then there's Inside Narnia. Well, there's a bunch of documentaries all that, that run at about 24 to 30 minutes each. 
There's Inside Narnia, The Adventure Returns. Sets of Narnia, a classic comes to life. Big movie comes to a small town. And pre-visualizing Narnia. Um, all very nice. Very detailed, very good. Detailed, talking heads, plus on the set stuff. Stuff, actually things that I like to see. Yeah, I do too. Um, I mean, you've seen it all before, so it's not like we're going to new territory here. No. But... It's fun. If you really enjoy the movie and the people, it's fun to see behind, I think. And then there's uh, Talking Animals and Walking Trees, The Magical World of Narnia, which shows you how they did some of the special effects and the how they made a badger talk. Same thing. <laughs> We've seen it all. Like Then the- there's Secrets of the Jewel, which is about the sword fight, how it's made, etc. Becoming Trumpkin, which was pretty cool. Very good. That was about Those are my favorite the guy too. from the station agent. Becoming Trumpkin. And the other guy becoming the other... And the other uh, one's Warwick Davis, the man behind Knickerbrick. Right. That that one I particularly liked because it was quite in-depth and it followed a day on the set with him. Right. And showed you everything, like... How he got his... Makeup on. Makeup done and how he had to eat with the makeup on and how long his days were. So that was... I liked that one a lot. Yeah, and then... That's it. This three, a digital copy. So that's... Even though that doesn't sound like a lot of stuff, there are actually lengthy running times on that second You can spend a few hours with this. And everything's in high definition. Nothing drops If you watched everything on there and every um, little documentary that they put on the BD. Live. live, Yeah, you would be... um, You'd be investing a lot of time. Yeah, and it's it's, um, all well done. It's all in high definition. It never, ever drops back to DVD resolution. It's all... It's what Blu-ray disc is supposed to be. I do think Disney do some of the best ones. Plus, picture quality, sound quality, I thought was really good the entire... This movie is a spectacle. A lot of sweeping vistas like Lord of the Rings, just huge... It's, it, wherever it was filmed, well, it said... Um, Several places. Sl- New Zealand. Sla- Slavic? Slavic? Ta- pla- Slovakia. Uh, Czechoslovakia, wasn't it? Maybe. Um, but there was several different places, and it, was, it feels that way when you're watching it. So, um, that's Prince Caspian. Uh, definitely a... For me, is you know, I always find it hard to say whether I should. Buy I can't it. recommend it as a gift. It's too expensive. And but I say rent it, rent it online, get it, watch it, whatever. I know. I say it's worth having. If you're a Narnia fan, it's definitely worth having. It's I would put it in again. It's one of those ones. You know, some of them I will say oh, I'll probably never watch that, but that one I would because I'd like to see them again in both. Right. Yes. You know, so that means I would have to get the first one. Correct. <laughs> um. So. That's the DVD extras. Thank you to Disney for the uh, for the uh, Blu-ray disc uh, and contest. Even though it says contest none, if we don't have a contest, we just won't mention it. That's what I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so moving on to games and uh, Ace stuff, I just wanted to mention that when we went down to watch our Blu-ray disc today, we. I guess we'll do that at the end. Okay. When we went down to the PlayStation today, we. Uh, decided to look at Sony Home because we couldn't log on last week. <laughs> do you remember? Yes. So we logged on to Sony Home and we made the Ace Gully that somebody who looked just like me. It was a pretty good It was pretty good, I must yeah. say. Apart from the clothes, which you can't... I'm going to try really hard to refrain from my opinion on this because I already have knocked Blu-ray live so much. Blu-ray disc live. Because I have a very exact opinion of home. So that's all I have to say. You no, can explain. no. I'm, uh, you do have to participate in this, don't you? You can't <laughs> oh, knock yourself mean, out of it. I won't say I won't participate. I'm saying um, I'm going to be not as negative because... Yeah, don't be as... Well, I'm saying... All right, my opinion try, is negative. Yeah, let me say this. Let's try and see positive. Try and see something positive. Because I don't have a lot of positive stuff about it. 
you've been married to me a long time, you know that's a hard task. What I'm saying is I, I don't have a lot. Anyway, it was fun to create my guy. Yes. We did tinker around with it for half an hour, probably. Adjusting all the sliders, getting his chin just right and his nose. Yeah. And I like that stuff. We got it to look like me. And the clothing selection is very limited, but there's a reason for that, which we'll explain in a minute. Then we got our little guy and we dropped him in his apartment. All well and good. A little tutorial ensues telling you how to do this and do that. We looked on the balcony at the nice view. Must say it's stunning looking. Looks very nice and on our big big screen particularly because it's like nine foot long. That makes it, I can't imagine looking at all that on a little tiny no, screen it, because it's it, so immersive. It just looks really good. If you had yeah. a bigger TV. It's a 1080p yeah. um, experience. This, this, you know, it's a high definition um, software program, whatever. Uh, so yeah, we messed around in the apartment for a minute. It was actually already furnished in the full version. The chairs were already there. We didn't have to drop them in and stuff, but you can. And then I decided to go out to one of the public places to take our little avatar and do the chicken dance or whatever he does. What does he do? <laughs> the, the salsa. The, the, the drunk, rumba. The salsa. drunk salsa. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we took him out. We stood in the, what was it, the Far Cry 2 area? Which there, there, the, there are these the new... The train station. There are these new themed areas based on games. So we went to the Th- Far Cry 2 area and we did some dancing. Anything else? No, because all I have to say about that is negative. So you was absolutely... I was laughing my ass off because you were... <laughs> <laughs> See, there was some entertainment to be The had. entertainment was watching you dance. Because <laughs> you did I was drunk, when I? Your salsa thing was like your little, your little hips <laughs> were like rolling around. Now, that was funny, but I won't say anything else because I think it's bullshit to have you a world of a game that they want you to buy and a world of a movie theater where they want you to buy the movies and a world of a... See? Okay, we've established it's okay. a marketing ho- It's a marketing thing, but... It is a... Yes, it is let's an try, advertising delivery system. Let's try and see how it would... Be fun. Be fun, right. So we went, we danced. <laughs> we... Let's just also mention that they've took voice chat out of the product, even though it did exist. That's a positive. Voice chat existed through the entire beta, which I was in, for a whole year. And it also existed for the first week of the live version of it, which everybody can use now. And now it's been suspiciously removed, and we know why. Because, they say it's because of bandwidth, because people can't connect because there's too many voice chats going on. That isn't the truth. Because we sat and watched speech bubbles above people's heads, and we immediately saw racist crap, didn't we? Yep. Like, almost immediately. Yes. Worse than Xbox Live, pretty much. Not worse than Xbox Live. Oh, no. Well... That's, like, horrible. Well, no, it is. not it's in just, a public the, area. The only limitation is because people have to type what they want to say. But anyway, we saw N-words coming out of people's heads and C-words. It didn't actually. It bleeped out that. It, oh, it does, but we you can you get know what it gist, is. Because yeah. there, there was a bit of a... We were in the bowling alley and some people were just being idiots. Anyway. Not a possible. Probably a good... Probably a good thing that they took the voice chat out. Now, I get upstairs and there's an email from Sony saying, we've just put voice chat back in, but only in your private room. Oh, right. So I can bring you over and we can talk. And that's reasonable. That yeah, is, I don't want to listen to asshole. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly. fine, because if your friend has a PlayStation 3, and you just have a PlayStation 3... Just invite them into 3, your home. And, and that's fine, yeah. Because that's the only benefit I see in this, is being able to... If you don't have an Xbox Live... Or for some reason you don't have a computer with instant messaging, which is pretty far-fetched that you would have not have that and have PlayStation 3. I can imagine kids would like K 
kids who are into the PlayStation 3. They're not necessarily into computers. They just like playing games on the PlayStation 3. I can imagine kids would like to meet up with their friends in home and just mess okay. about. Okay, I think it's probably lonely, middle-aged men who have nothing better to do. Oh, yeah. In fact, <laughs> didn't somebody say something like... Some girl was stood there and somebody said something dirty or something to her. There were a couple of those, yeah. Like, do you want to... Grinding yeah. on her or something. Do you want me to asterisk, 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 you. <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of asterisks. There were four asterisks and four asterisks. So I'm going to say the first word started with a B and the second word started with an F. You. <laughs> I wanna... You're thinking like, what is it? What yeah. is she talking <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> put it in the show notes. So we moved on to uh, we we experienced everything home had to offer. To be honest, there was like a little stupid game with a flying saucer that pops bubbles. Boring. There was chess. Oh, here, here's my rant. Mm-hmm. There's chess. There's pool. There's temping bowling. There's arcade games. Now this is a virtual world, not a real world by any means. So why, if there's an arcade machine? Why can't there be a single arcade machine that when I walk up to, I can press X on it and start using it, regardless of how how many other people are using it? Because it's not a real thing. So if there's one pool table, I shouldn't have to stand and wait for them people to stop playing pool. Because that's what you have to do now. So we could literally go in there to say, me, you know, you, I hook up with you and say, hey, do you want to go on home? And you say yes. And we both go on. And say, tonight we'll play pool. And literally stand there for an hour waiting for like a table to Like in a real play. pool hall. Yeah, really super stupid. The other one was when you're in the movie theater and they're showing you that trailer or that preview of the Resident, Resident Evil, Evil movie, you couldn't hear it. No. You couldn't hear it at all, I don't no matter understand. how close you got I mean, to we screen. could hear it, but it, was it, was like, not, it wasn't like... It, if they're trying to sell the Blu-ray disc, it wasn't doing it for it me. It looked huh? good, but... Yeah, and that is one of the things. There was a video clip on a wall outside, which was... Basically a Sony show. Like a video... Veronica uh, Belmont and... A video billboard. It was well done. It was a high definition video that you walk up and when you get within a specific distance from it, you start to hear the audio and then you can press your button to zoom the whole thing in. That See, that worked really well. Then there was this listen at home place where you go and stand in this area and rap music starts playing and you can all dance. Exhibit was playing. From Sony Music. Exhibit it was. <clears throat> It was, I mean, if it offers you free music that you can listen to, fine, but I can't see me doing it for very long. Um, in general, it looks really good, but I don't see the point. I see the point. I mean, I see the point. Oh, well that, in fact, that's something we need to get to. There's a mall in the game, in the home. You go in, you go in the clothing store, and there's more choices of clothing that are better than the ones you're wearing because you've just got the generic Arguably. you've got the generic home shirt on though that everybody has and there's other stuff that I wouldn't mind having but when you click on them it's like this is 49 cents real money not into that at all For I would never never hands. buy I would never buy that in a million years like there's Good. no I was worried well why though um, hey. um, people had because there was people dressed as Father Christmas wandering around and those things cost money so people were buying stuff yep crazy that's all it is. It's well, a way to get money out of you. And of course it is, and I don't fall for it, because I don't... I would rather be playing a real game than messing exactly. around Exactly. The same as uh, BD Live. I'd rather be watching another movie than sitting there dicking around with all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? And Home, 
I can't see how it'll be a success. I really can't. I don't see... I think it'll just be something that's on the dashboard like it is now that I will never click on. Unless I see something somewhere that says it's all changed and it's much better now. (laughs) But for the future, you know, I can't see me... I'm definitely not going to go to the mall in home and buy a new couch for a dollar or whatever because they cost more than the clothes and put it in my apartment because I don't give a crap. I I like the basic apartment. (laughs) Save up your 49 cents, put it in a jar, and someday you buy a real couch. Yeah. (laughs) That you can really sit on. So that's Sony Home. It's available now. It's still in beta. It sucks. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Hey, I'm the one who's trying to be positive. It looks... Well, a- trying not to be negative. Positive. It looks really good. It's probably the best virtual chat room you've ever seen. It's so slick. Bad side. Everything costs money. And there's douchebags in it. And you feel like you're just sitting there going, why am I doing this? And you also feel... Except for the dancing part. You also f- that wears off really fast. The dancing was really funny, but then... For about a minute. <laughs> and then you also feel that you're getting Sony crammed down your throat. Exactly. Sony could sponsor, and you know it's Sony, right? But you go in, and then you have a world of things, of all kinds of things. And my, my, one of my ideas, what I was thinking when I was looking at it, oh, what would that be interesting for? Okay, when it's E3 time, can't we have a virtual Sony booth? That, that we can go in and actually go up to everything and do it all. How about, like... How about I'm, if it wasn't just Sony? But you know it's Sony. Yeah, well, how about, I mean, like, I know it's going to be Sony, yeah. so let's say it is Sony. How about, I'm in Sony's E3 booth, here are all the demo stations with the games. When I click on one, I play the demo of that game for real, like on the PS3. I don't just see a video of it. I... Download it and play it. Exclusively play all the stuff that people are playing at E3. Now, there's a use for it. And there's something that I would log on to have a look at. Another kind of weird use would be what they tried to do in there, if everybody remembers there, is to have, like, um, if you want to, if they would take, like, of course, it would all be Sony movies, Sony music, whatever, but have those people, directors, actors, music people that you might be interested in, do actual interviews or be like, in like there. Like a question and answer session with real people, with you all sat there. Right. It's like we go into that home... That I mean, I wouldn't be interested in that at all, but no. it's a, it's a, it's different than just roaming around, doing nothing. But how about his... <laughs> you know, we just watched An Evening with Kevin Smith 3. Mm-hmm. How about virtual... Kevin Virtual Kevin Smith stood at the front. This is just an example. We're all sat in the seats um, when the voice chat is working. Again, in, yeah. maybe it can be in this particular instance. There's moderators to make sure people don't be idiots. He talks, you get up and ask a question, like in real life, that would work. I'm, I'm yeah. not just saying Kevin Smith, I'm saying the director of your favourite game, the director of your favourite, you know. Yeah, I agree. It would work. Because really. all they have to do is be sitting in their house. And they and can put a virtual the- version of them up that they made in home, exactly. and that's it. Like, So yeah, that would be fun. But the actual walking around talking to douchebags, that doesn't do it for me. I'm not saying everybody's a douchebag, but it looked like a fair percentage, right? Yes. So, that's Sony Home. I think we've had enough. Also, on the subject of things that suck, the Spike VMAs. Oh, that's not for me either. I'm so excited that you. I'm not the only negative uh, one This here. is the Spike Video Game Music Awards. I watched it out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> um, I wanted to see the exclusive trailers for some new games, which I got to see, and the new Grand Theft Auto looks really good. $20.00 downloadable exclusive Xbox 360 comes out in February and it's called The Lost and the Damned and it's a separate story from Nico's takes place in the same city but about this biker gang that you actually encounter during Nico's adventure 
but it's more expanded on their life in Liberty City, which to me sounds awesome. That's how to do... I don't want a new multiplayer map. I want, like, a new story. Right. And $20 for a... They're saying it can take anywhere between 20 and 40 hours. I think that's fine. So it's a... It's almost a full game for $20. Um, in a world that you particularly like. In a, yeah, which I could... I, I'll give them my money if for If they that came game. up with a $20 Halo thing, you wouldn't care. No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you would think about... Hmm, no. If it's a game I really like, like Grand Theft Auto, I'll pay the $20. Because I, you know, I paid for the game. And a continuation of the game, for me, I love the game. I spent 80 hours playing the thing. I'm playing it again now on the PC, interestingly enough. I'm going to yes, be a second time. So, um, yeah. I saw some trailers that were cool. I saw Jack Black being a prick. Really? Whoever wrote the thing obviously thought the words they were writing for Jack Black was funny. It wasn't. It was just stupid. <laughs> a little Cool J came on, rapped a bit. 50 Cent came on, rapped a bit. And then we had, the, there was an audience, and the audience was... Casted? A casted audience? You only took that from one podcast. I saw that from more than one podcast, okay. actually. Um, Spike auditioned people for the audience. Now, there was an interview with one of the people out of the audience who said, one of the guys from a podcast I listened to said to the person, how come you're here tonight? What games do you like? And the person said, I don't like games. Fiddy. Fiddy. As in 50 Cent. Is going to be here. And they liked my headshot. So that kind of shows you what kind of sham that is. And, you know. Plus, they mean absolutely nothing. nothing absolutely yet. nothing. I mean, like, Will Wright got awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes, he probably deserves a Lifetime Achievement Award, but not from Spike TV. <laughs> from, like, the you real... you think he's going to put that with pride of place in that? <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't know. Do you think he really cares? Was he, he there? Was, yeah, he was there. Oh, and wow. he gave a, quite a big speech, you know, and he was, you know, humble about it and stuff, but... Maybe he doesn't fully understand that it's completely meaningless. Well, well, from what I can gather and from what they said on the Giant Bomb podcast is, the actual ju- judges are people from the m- magazines. Like Garnet Lee and Shane Bettenhouse and he's one. Mm. They're all the judges. That's not the good scenes. either, is it? No, because they're biased. Oh, like. totally. And they're not like gamers. Well, they are, but they're actually industry people. So they've become. I guess you could say that about the Oscars because they're just people. They're the same. It's the same. It's people involved in it. But I don't know. It's just Spike TV, isn't it? Anyway, VMA suck. Uh, I won't be watching next year. Was there anything positive you want to point out? Some positive? You were trying to get me to be positive about positive on the VMAs. (laughs) Were there some sexy girls? Yes. Was that good? Pretty. When you were skipping through the parts with your remote control, because so you saved it. I was it. trying to you get to the trailers. You saved it to, to watch it later. <laughs> I was fast-forwarding to get to these trailers that I wanted to see, and, and I saw all the trailers. There was some Kim Kardashian, who gives a shit. Um, <laughs> some sexy chicks who were from some Maxim or something. I don't even know who they were. So what? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jack Black, I kind of enjoy Jack Black, but I didn't. You enjoy, do normally. Didn't yeah. enjoy him that much on that. I'd rather watch Tropic Thunder than watch that again. Anyway, VMA suck. I don't want to go on too much about that. Uh, I bought an, a new gadget this week, which is a new Skype phone. Which uh, brilliant. Um, anyway, I was having problems with my old Skype phone. Uh, if you don't know what Skype is, it's free phone calls on the PC, basically. Well, not free, but close. It's VoIP. 
It's also an instant messenger if you just want to use it for typing chat. It's also a video. You can do video chat, and now you can do VoIP, which is voice. Yeah, so www.skype, S-K-Y-P-E dot com. It's a instant messaging client. That is a bit more than an instant messaging client nowadays, because you can buy a cordless phone, which I bought this week from, it's a GE cordless phone, which has Skype integration. So it works as a normal Skype phone. It works as a normal landline phone, which is not good to us because we just got rid of our landline. We did just get rid of ours. Um, but it works as a Skype phone without you even having to have a PC. Now, that's the interesting part. You have to have a Skype account. And a broadband connection. But you don't have to... It has nothing to do with your computer in your house at all. It, ours is plugged into the wall with a little... There's a there's the wireless thing in the living room. It's plugged into the wall in here with the charger, and that's it. Yeah, and the base station in the living room is plugged into our broadband connection. Right. And that's all. And now, and then it just acts like a normal phone. You can phone normal telephone numbers, anybody's cell phone. And then I have a Skype Pro subscription, which costs me twenty nine ninety nine a year. And that gives me unlimited dialing to anywhere in the US and anywhere in Canada, mobiles or landlines, $30 a year. Crazy. And I was paying $50 a month just for our landline and never using long distance. So this literally is $30 for the entire year. Now, you might say, well, that's cool because I make a lot of calls. And it works like a normal phone in that respect. But how do people phone me? So you can buy this I thing. I don't know, Scully, tell us. So you can buy this thing called Skype In, which you buy a phone number, basically. Now, we're having a few problems with ours right now, but that's not... Well, that's I mean, a, it's a reality. It is right now, but um, you can buy a telephone number in your local area or wherever you want. Because I, uh, let's, let's say why. we I killed the phone landline. I had been resistant for years. I'm like, I need this number. We've had this number for 10 years. People have it like the bank and the electric company and my boss, blah, blah, blah. So then we're discussing it and we're like, you're like, well, we've got Skype and you've got your cell phone. So why don't we just get rid of it? I'm like, fine. I call um, I'm surprised because I've I've asked you, <laughs> you a lot of times. And it just happened that one day. I was like, I'm just like, oh, this is the day. So I call Embark, cancel it. Maybe ten minutes later, I was in the kitchen and I picked up my cell phone, and it dawned on me because when I have my cell phone and I'm out and about or go someplace or I'm at work or whatever it, at work, I want to call you. All of a sudden, I can't call you anymore. Because all you have is Skype, and I can't call your Skype number because I'm on a ring. It's not a normal number. So I come in here, I'm like, how am I supposed to call you? I can't ever yeah, call exactly. you at home. And you're like, oh, right. So then you went. We so already, went. You already bought the Manchester number in England uh-huh. for how much is that a year? 60? 30. 30 a year so that your people in England can call that number. In Manchester can uh-huh. call that number. And you the phone rings here, and it's not long distance for them. And then you decided to buy a local number. And that's So, yeah, now I have a local number, which... You can call and it comes right through to my uh, Skype. And it's, it's a brilliant service anyway. Absolutely brilliant. The phone sounds fantastic. Works, yeah, this phone works great. It's got a speakerphone. It was $199, but it, it on Amazon it's $70 right now. It's cordless. It just works perfect. Uh, and you, on it, it's Skype actually in the phone. Like, Skype's in the phone, so even if all these computers are off, it's still connected to Skype. In fact, when you look on your computer at my Skype, if look at me, it says... Hey, Scully is connected to Skype without a computer. Do you want right. to know how this is possible? And then you can click <laughs> it and it tells you. But um, it's $70 well spent, I think. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and if you're interested in VoIP in any way, you don't have to be as fancy as this. You can buy just a headset for your computer. Um, get Skype for free. 
put their headset on and just make calls that way. Yeah. You do have to subscribe to the Skype Pro to, to get... To be able to call landlines. To be call, able to call landlines. But if you just want to call your friend who's also got Skype, that's free. But to call landlines, you can pay... You don't have to pay $30 either. You can pay $2 and have it for a month if you want to see what it's like. And the cool thing about that phone too, you have an account. You've paid your thirty dollars, or you pay. Do you pay ten dollars a year or something for something? Where you look on there and you see how much is left on your account. Oh yeah, and you can also see. I also make international calls with Skype because my auntie lives in England, so I. You can basically put money in there for your PayPal account. So I put ten dollars on, and it tells you on the screen there that I've got a few twelve dollars in credit at the moment. You put the money into the phone, and then you can make international calls. With you it. called it for two hours the other day, and what did you say? It was oh, that? I was on for an hour and twenty minutes, right. and it was just a dollar and two cents. So there you go. It's a, whatever that comes out, that's pretty. It's very cheap. low. Yeah. If we'd have done that on our landline, we would have oh, had a dear. twenty dollar <laughs> call. There. If that, if, if or more, yeah. Yeah. So, totally. so to call internationally, it's, it's also a good bargain, and. You spoke to my auntie on it on this one. It feels like a real phone. Oh, it's just... yeah, like the shape of it. And um, the speakerphone sounds really good, too. And Sometimes. Vo- I mean, like, VoIP has a tendency to drop out and seems a bit digital, doesn't it, sometimes mm-hmm. when you speak? But I don't think it does on that. No, it doesn't. Which is odd, because I was expecting it just to be like the other one that we had. I guess in your house, it depends on your circumstance with the wireless you know, being able to connect to its little hub thing or whatever it's called. No, ours is wired, ours is so perfect. it should always be a good uh, deal. Yeah. Right? But um, if our internet is being flaky, obviously it wouldn't probably wouldn't work as well, but it seems to work fine. I've, we've made a lot... Well, What's the moral of the story, then? Moral of the story, Skype.com. I'm not <laughs> trying to sell them or anything. No, because you pay... Get, I pay money. If you add it up per year, you probably pay about $100 for a whole year between... Yeah, around about $100, yeah. And the two phone numbers... But that gives me two phones. But I was paying $50 a month for nothing because I use my cell phone all the time. And that's what I said. A lot of people have probably heard of Skype and didn't realize it did all that because I didn't at first. You just look into it and then and there's, there's other features that... In fact, there's a feature called Skype to Go, which is really interesting, where I get a Skype to Go number for free. It's included as part of my subscription. I can be out on the road with your cell phone. Or my cell, you know, a cell phone. I can call my Skype to go number, and then it says, "Here's your Skype contact list. Who do you want to phone?" That's right. And I'll say, "My auntie." It'll put me through to my auntie, and take the money from that account without using um, that phone. Yeah, exactly. That is good. So there's a lot to it, like and and stuff. What if you could do that from a payphone? I wonder how that works. If you can phone the number, yes, you could. Hmm. I mean, it's just a normal number. It's a Missouri number. You get a local Skype to go number. Right. So. Yeah, I could go out to a payphone, call it, and then make a call through my Skype account. But since you have two phone numbers... Oh, it's just your Skype main number, isn't it? Oh, that's cool. And and because I've got two phone numbers, a one in England and one in America, it also has a feature, because it has caller ID. But when I call somebody, depending on... If I call my auntie, it will show her my callback number as the Manchester number. If I phone anybody in America, it will show my callback number as my American number. Excellent. So it has that feature, too. Because so. before, on my cell phone, for example... You always saw me calling like, from England. No, I saw your big, long Skype number. Like, yeah, your right. account number or whatever. Yeah. Like, about a 14-digit number that meant nothing. So that's Skype. I just <laughs> wanted to kind of be uh, a spokesperson for it for a minute because I love it so much. And I'll leave details in the show notes of exactly the model number of that phone and give you a link. Because I think that phone's really worth it. 
you're going to use Skype on a regular basis and you don't want to be hooked to a computer, that's the way to do it. Definitely. Um, I also want to, this is just a quick mention that <laughs> if you're an English person in America and you need PG Tips tea bags because you drink tea, Amazon.com will sell you two, 200... No, it's 400 and I forget how many now. Yeah, 480 tea bags probably. Yes. For Yes, it was exactly. For about... $31. $31, which is half the price of what we normally pay for them, so that's a good deal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we've no affiliation no, with Amazon. No, of course not, but it's just like I was really happy that day we were out and I needed to order some, and the site we normally get them from is twice as much, so I've like, Amazon must sell this stuff, and they do. Now let me do the recommendations here. Um, what about my stuff? No. Oh, yeah, well, oh, well I was going to see. Look, look, what's next? Okay, you do your stuff. Okay, what's for dinner? And then we'll do recommendations. What's for dinner? What's for dinner is going to be veggie burger on a cool sandwich with some... And that's a whole other story. We've discovered that these veggie burgers from Amy's is the brand. We had them the other night. First time ever. I'm trying to not eat meat. Can I I just say that I'm not... I don't care about not eating meat. I like meat a lot. I actually (laughs) prefer these veggie burgers to meat burgers. They're really now. Don't think it's going to be like biting really into liked a hamburger because it's not like biting into a hamburger. But I'm telling you, if you like the nutty vegetable flavor and it's got a different texture and stuff, but fantastic. That's what we're having for supper with a salad and possibly some mashed cauliflower. And my other thing is, uh, I'm going out of town for Christmas Eve to be with my family, and you don't have to go with me this time. Doesn't that excite you? Yes, I'm going to play some video games. Exactly. (laughs) I'll be calling your Skype number because... uh, Yep. Or you'll be calling me. Because whenever I leave, it's like like separation anxiety. And you're only going for one day. Come on. Correct. Well, I'm going the day before, and then I'll stay. And Christmas Eve, I'm going to have that, and then come back, and then I have to work Christmas night. And then you might get a nice present from me. Might. I thought that was a shoe-in. Only if you're good. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I can be good. I can't always be positive, but I can be good. (laughs) That's all I got. Um, okay, let's do our recommendations. We left it a bit late in the show, but I wanted to recommend a couple of Christmas movies because obviously this is our Christmas spectacular. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so I'm recommending Bad Santa. It's not the best Christmas movie in the world, but very I, cheery. I actually find it really funny. Very cheery. It's really funny and a, a very adult view of Christmas. Yes, it's not for kids. No, but it's an adult view of Christmas. If and the adults want to watch Bad Santa after the kids go to bed, then get Santa Claus for the kids before bed. Yeah, and uh, my... This we had a bit of a debate before the show. I said this is possibly the best Christmas movie ever, and it is in my little British mind, <laughs> and it's Love Actually, and that's why the music at the beginning and the end of this show are two songs from Love Actually. You are so. such a romantic. It's so. Well, how funny is that movie? It's a fantastic. And very Christmas. In fact, we showed it your mother on our home theater oh, last yes. time she came. She loved it. She couldn't believe she'd never seen. She it. didn't fall asleep. My recommendations are Willow. Because it's another adventure, Thank and it also has, um, what was his name? Warwick. The guy who, yeah, Warwick. He's in it, and it's got Val Kilmer, which I didn't know who he was at the time. But it's a real adventure. I need to see it again. It might be crap, but I remember it being really fun, and there's lots of it's peril probably and not danger. as good as you imagine. No, no, no. But it's got that thing where it's a, a fairy tale-ish story with the danger and the bad guy and stuff. And uh, Mixed Nuts is another movie that I think is a holiday movie. It's got Steve Martin... And uh, early days of Adam Sandler when he does one of his little funny songs that was way back before I it was remember famous. That one. It was pretty quirky and uh, feels a little bit independent, but I don't I don't know for a fact that it is. But it's good. Um, Trading Places 
is a glass. Because if anyone, when you hear trading hey, places. Hey, hold on. You're only supposed to have two. I have four. And if trading places reminds me of Christmas because at some point Dan Aykroyd is in a Santa suit. He's totally yeah, down and out. And he's, it's a bit bad Santa. He's eating food and he's shoving like the beard and the mustache go in his mouth and he's picking the chicken. Oh my god! That bad Santa actually has a scene just like that. <laughs> that makes me Remember? just. I just give. I just think how bad must he smell? That's what I think every time I see it. And oh. the other one is best little whorehouse in Texas, and that's because yeah, they sing the classic. Hard Candy Christmas, because all the lovely ladies of the evening are being evicted from their house. Can I just do my uh, musical number on this? <laughs> Nothing dirty going on. Oh, very good. <laughs> With the shuffle. <laughs> I know that movie. I've seen very, that I have too. Oh, my God. Now, that's another one that I probably shouldn't watch. Burt Reynolds is, is the man. He was all right in that. He, he's the man. He was the man in the... In might the not be now. Might not <laughs> But he was. So if you want to have good, <laughs> fond memories of Burt Reynolds, watch uh, Smoking the Bandit and Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Correct. And that's my recommendations. Okay, and moving on to next week's um, movie review. will be on New Year's Day, our New Year's Day show. And it will be the first movie of 2009 for us. It will be Eagle Eye on Blu-ray disc, which is the new Shia LaBeouf movie. Um, big budget extravaganza. I'm hoping for good things. We'll see. Um and I just want to take this opportunity to say uh, happy holidays to everybody. What? There's no stay classy in there? No, I mean, I'm not finished yet. No. I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> I thought you were wrapping things wanna up. I want to say happy holidays to everybody, because this is the Christmas uh, Correct. show. Um, we'll play you some Christmas music. To, happy uh, holidays, or you if out. you don't believe in holidays at all, then has to have a nice week. I in mean, fact, don't be too grumpy just because everyone else has a holiday and you don't believe in it. Just have a nice week and get over it. Yeah, yeah. Um... We're not having a traditional Christmas by any no. means, because you'll be working Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas, Christmas night. night, and Boxing Day night. Um, we'll probably see each other for two hours. <laughs> we'll so. instant message the whole night. Yes. So, but still, don't tell my boss. But I instant message you pretty much the whole twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It used to be emailing back and forth, right? But um, where I work, they started archiving all emails for legal reasons. And I don't really think we need to have, I love you, I miss you, or, hey, did you hear that Microsoft did this or that, or I write to you and say, hey, what do you want for supper tomorrow? I don't think that needs to be saved for posterity. No, not really. Um, but anyway, uh, happy holidays to everybody, yes. whatever your holiday is. Or if you don't have one, fine. Just if you don't have don't one. Don't be a jerk and be grumpy for everybody else. Yeah. It's not your job. And um, if you want to play some games on Xbox Live uh, with Ace Live. On hey, Christmas good. Eve or uh, Christmas Day, if you've just bought a new Xbox, maybe <laughs> jump on them. Uh, send me a message. I'll play Call of Duty, preferably. Oh, I did mention too. I had custom drew a couple of Christmas cards for your friends. That's a good mention, I should say. I drew one's a Halo freak, and I drew him a Master Chief kind of snowman for his card. And for the other guy, he is a Call of Duty. Call of Duty, and I made him like he had like army hat and the headset. A World War Two snowman. He's a snowman. Yeah, and. Uh, with his three kids as, as snowmen on the back. So that was kind of fun. Do stuff like that for people. Yeah. They like it. They really like it. And uh, just, I think we need to go because oh, we're, yes. we're hitting an hour and 30 minutes Veggie almost. burgers are calling. So I just want to remind you all about uh, com and SidTalk.com. They're the websites of me and you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also have this podcast on iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed on the page. You can go to ascoli.com, click podcasts, listen to all 49 podcasts in a row if you like. And you also have to note, we have to say thank you for the Fuller Bot. Very nice. Loved it. Yeah, thank you for the uh, Fuller Bot. 
a little robot. I guy. thought it was really cool. It was fantastic. I love it. It's under our tree, and it looks fantastic. And it will probably light. go under our tree every year yeah, from now. It's going in the Christmas decorations. It'll be out all the time. Uh, and I just want to say, you can email feedback to aschoolie at aschoolie dot com, com. Leave feedback on either of our pages. Um, that doesn't get used enough, apart from spammers. No. I just, if you want to leave feedback, some people do occasionally, but I feel people. Don't want to do it. I have a FullerBot little story and pictures of the FullerBot on my site, and you're welcome to go there and leave leave any message. And I will say, stay classy, happy holidays, and have a nice Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, and I'm going to say, think for yourself. Don't get wrapped up in somebody else's whatever they want you to do or think you should do. Do your own thing. Be independent. And here's some nice Christmas music to see you into the new year. Goodbye. No, not you. Oh, this guy. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling grows. It's written in the
show.